If Guantanamo conjures thoughts of the war in Afghanistan, here's something to remind us that the country is much more than that. David Gill has lived in the Afghan capital for more than three years. He's director of a multimedia company there. And he's made it his mission, through photos and videos, to profile Kabul's everyday characters, the people who keep the city going. His project is called Kabul, A City at Work. Gill says he took inspiration from the book Working by Studs Terkel. Gill's documented the daily routines of more than 100 people, everyone from the postman to the candy maker at the local sweet shop. The sweet maker himself, I mean, when you walk in there, it's like it's being lit by Hollywood. Mm. You know, there's a massive hole in the roof and there's this beautiful burning furnace and all the light, and the dirt all over his face and the fire and the smoke and the, and the children. It's almost cinematic, so you, you almost don't have to do anything other than just film the guy. You know, he was melting boiling pots of sugar and this is like, come in, have a cup of tea and just watch this guy working. His headline, his quote is brilliant. Life under the Taliban was much better. There were no Snickers bars. Is he saying that what? he has more competition now and he doesn't like that? Well, it was more about the price of sugar and, and cheap imports and, and everything else. And I think if you ask anybody, there's always something that life was better under the Taliban. I don't think anybody really wants the Taliban to return. It's mm. just that, like, you know, he's now in competition with uh, the rest of the world before it was kind of an isolated country. David, what is it for you about, you know, common workers? I mean, I think a lot of people here in the, the U.S. think of the people who make Kabul work as politicians or soldiers or aid workers. For you, it seems like a completely different paradigm. Yeah, the paradigm came really from convincing the rest of my family mainly, my, my grandma. She's 94 years old, and she's like, why, why are you living in a war zone? What, what are you doing there? It's like, it must be so dangerous. And I'm going, it's not dangerous at all. It's just a city that has intermittent violence or that there is, you know, random explosions. But day-to-day life in Kabul is very normal. You know, I pitched this story to Esquire magazine and they basically said, give us some characters, tell mm-hmm. us who you want to write about. And I started doing this list and it just got bigger and bigger. Tell us about a couple of more people you spoke with, uh, uh, David, that you met. We've kind of divided the city into like uh, 10 different areas. We've got kind of the new dynamic, the new kids on the block, the filmmakers, the graffiti artists, the the doom metal merchants. You know, so there's all these kind of young people kind of finding their own way. We've got the civil servants. We've got a postman here, a guy who delivers post every day. And we don't even have street addresses. And my own house is known as Mad Dog House, Red Door. And mm. that's how you, you identify it to taxi companies. You know, so you've got all these different areas and different categories. There's also the ice cream salesman who goes around uh, Kabul with his rolling red plastic cart. It kind of looks like a giant stroller. What's he like? What's his job like? Well, it's the sound of Kabul. And I think if you're going to cover Kabul as a video maker or a filmmaker, there are noises that you get in Kabul. And it's usually the sound of military helicopters or, or building or in the background of every single shot is like, cut, because and there's an ice cream van going past and he's playing the sound of Titanic on his, on his portable ice cream machine. Right. So he ha- actually had to be in the project because he's almost in every single video I've ever made. Well, here's the sound of his cart. Let's have a listen Oh, no, to don't do this to me. <laughs> All right, it may not be so evident, but it is My Heart Will Go On from the movie Titanic. David, let's end by talking about Qasem Fushanji, who's a rock musician. He started a band whose style he describes as uh, Afghanized metal. His music is pretty dark. Let's take a listen. The fear of sudden death is just, it's always there. Suicide, bombs, and 
it's like you go to some ministry or some embassy at uh, around eight o'clock in the morning and you don't know what's going to happen. Kasem Pachanji, he's the lead singer for this doom metal band called District Unknown. He was massively affected by the 2008 Indian Embassy bombing, which he was in the queue outside. He saw many people die. So he decided to try and express himself through music, through art, which he would never have been able to allow to do during the Taliban. I mean, it's interesting with the, the case of Qasem, we kind of come full circle after hearing these stories about people with these regular jobs that we kind of don't think about. Here we are with somebody who, who is clearly affected by what's going on with the violence all over Afghanistan. Yeah, I think everybody's affected by 30 years of war or, I mean, it's a cliche, but 30 years of instability. There's a, a huge amount of post-traumatic stress disorder, which is not even recognized, really. So everyone has a tale to tell. Qasem himself was a refugee and pretty much all of the, the young population here had to flee the country, and, and now they're returning and trying to rediscover themselves, rediscover the city, and just by kind of telling the tale of the city, trying to bring some history, bring some pride back to the place. Photojournalist, videographer, and blogger David Gill in Kabul, thanks for telling us about these residents of Kabul whom you've met. That's my pleasure. You can see some of David Gill's photos and videos of Kabul, a city at work, there at theworld.org.